Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency that helps businesses generate more leads and sales through their website. And in this episode, I'm joined by myself because I want to take you behind the scenes of a conversation we were recently having in our mastermind. Now, for those who don't know, the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Mastermind is an elite group of business owners and marketing managers. We meet four times, no, we meet six times per year year in super high-end locations around the UK and we brainstorm our digital marketing together. Very, very savvy people there, some fantastic ideas. Now this was the first of our meetings and people had already implemented suggestions from the discovery day that we had previous to the mastermind. So before they'd even joined, they'd already implemented some of the changes. One business owner came to the mastermind saying, previously our business was doing seven to 10 leads per week. Yesterday, we did seven leads in a day because they'd implemented some of the recommendations that we made before they'd even joined Mastermind. Um, So this is a place where you go to significantly increase your lead volume. And if you're interested in joining the Mastermind, I'll tell you a bit more about that later on. But that's not the goal here. The goal here is really to share with you one of the biggest takeaways, some of the lowest hanging fruit that you can pick on your website today. So this is perfect for you if your business and your website is there to generate leads for you. So what we're going to do today is talk about two ways in particular that you can increase the volume of leads that you get and also the quality of those leads as well through your website. Now you don't need to increase your traffic at all to do this. This is purely just with your existing traffic how you can increase your conversion rate and your conversion rate for qualified potential customers. So it's really really you know this is the If you gave me 10 minutes to improve the performance of any website, this is the sort of stuff that I'd be focusing on because this is quick wins. Now, I don't want to oversell it in the fact that there's often a lot of thinking that goes behind a quick win. So particularly for the second thing that we're going to be talking about today, this might be something that you take away and brainstorm. But the actual change itself should be fairly quick to make on your site. That sounds a bit cryptic and stick with me or will be explained. Basically, the stuff I'm sharing today comes from this thing that we have called the Digital Marketing Star System. And the Marketing Star is basically a five element guide to improving the performance of any business's marketing. And we've developed the star based on our study of our most successful clients, our own growth, and then reverse engineering the Sunday Times Fast Track 100 as well. So it's the five elements that any digital marketing campaign needs to include to be most effective. Now, one of the elements in that star system is process. And process is all about the process that your visitors go through to become firstly a lead and then a sale. So we're going to be looking at two elements of that process, not the whole process piece, because the whole process piece takes over a day to talk about, but two elements of that process piece. So the first element, the first thing that you can do to improve the conversion rate of your website and generate more of the sort of leads that you actually want is to increase your use of what we call credibility triggers. So credibility, we all kind of know what that is, that's social proof, that's giving people reasons to trust you. Okay, and on your website, really important that you give people reasons to trust you. If you don't give them reasons to do that, they won't trust you. It's that simple. No one has this kind of inherent trust, which many businesses expect their prospects to have. So 
we need to give your visitors reasons to trust you. So how do we do that? Well, there's a few different ways that we can do that. Um, really, the most effective way to build trust and the most effective credibility trigger is the before and after. So if you, in fact, one good thing you can do next time you're on YouTube, go and watch an infomercial for P90X or, you know, one of the Beachbody fitness programs. Um, because all of those fitness programs are sold on before and afters. And the reason that they're sold on before and afters is because a before and after summarizes everything that you want to get across in your marketing in one set of pictures or one very short story. I'm a big fan of fitness digital marketing, not just because I'm into fitness, but because fitness digital marketing is really competitive and there are some incredible incredible marketers in that space. Bill Phillips is one guy I love following. Now, Bill started a company called EAS and he wrote a book called Body for Life. Now, Body for Life was like the world's best-selling fitness book or whatever, massive, massive, multi-million copies sold. And if you get some of the editions of Body for Life, you'll notice that the front cover, when you open the book, it's just before and after pictures, so many of them, like hundreds of them and you think why do you need hundreds of before and after photos because the before and after photo well I'll come to why there are loads of them in just a minute but the reason the before and after photo is compelling is because it summarizes everything it, it summarizes where that person was when they started okay so that gives you a kind of read of oh that's me currently so let's just imagine a before and after photo I'm actually looking at one now there's a guy who's pretty fat and then there's a guy who's pretty ripped and the story says at age 50 Tim Halloran a fireman from California is now in the best shape of his life in the 12 weeks following camp Tim went from 21% to 9% body fat whilst dropping 30 pounds on the scale he's completely transformed his heart health and his doctor could not be happier Tim credits the simple yet effective 25-minute workouts taught at camp, the balanced nutrition, and the online peer support community as a huge part of his success. Okay, so we're going to reverse engineer that, and we're going to figure out how to apply it for your business, even if you sell nothing like health or weight loss. But firstly, let's think about the images. So the picture of Tim being ripped, age 50 immediately appeals to anyone who's around that sort of age bracket or even below that age bracket who says, wow, I'd love to be in that shape. The fact that he's 50 makes it even more impressive. That's the outcome that they're selling. And that outcome in an after photo is being sold way more effectively than they can sell it themselves. So the camp could say, yeah, we can get you ripped. We can get you toned even if you're 50. And the person reading thinks, yeah, but can they though? Well, show a photo or show 50 photos of people age 50 ripped. You're like, okay, I definitely believe you there. So that's the after photo. What about the before photo? Well, the before photo is a chance for people to recognize where they are now. So Tim looks great. He's age 50. He's ripped. Amazing. Tim used to be fat and really out of shape. Well, I can do that. <laughs> you know, that's where I am, or better still, well, I'm not that bad. Look where he got from where he started. Amazing. I'm not that bad. I can do that. Or that's exactly what I look like. Oh, 
He, he did that, I can do that too. The reason that you show lots of before and after photos is because you wanna take care of people. So if there's a female looking at this, they're like, yeah, but Tim's a guy. Okay, so maybe it doesn't work for me. So what do they do? Well, they show a woman. Or they say, yeah, but Tim's 50, I'm 70. So what do they do? They show someone who's 70. They say, yeah, but Tim's older. Okay, fine, show someone who's younger. They say, yeah, but Tim's got a broad frame, so he looks good with a lot of muscle. I've got a really narrow frame, so what do they do? They show someone with a narrow frame. So you can see why having lots of before and afters makes it more compelling because the chances are increased that someone's gonna see someone who's just like them. So that's the picture. Now, even if you're not selling before and after, even if you're not selling weight loss, this principle applies exactly. So you're still looking for a very simple way to communicate the change that you are selling in your perfect customer. So let's say, for example, that you are selling um, dentistry. Right, ours dentistry is not really relevant because you can actually literally show a before and after, and you should. Uh, let's say that you're selling divorce law. You're basically selling pain-free or limited pain, limited hassle divorce to people that are going through a very stressful period of their life. So your before and after wouldn't necessarily be a photo of someone who's like in a bad relationship and then they're like happy because they're out and they're in a positive relationship, although you might pursue that angle. Realistically, your before and after is gonna be a testimonial, it's gonna be a story, okay? So remember the text that was used in this fitness before and after. It says, at age 50, Tim Halloran, a fireman in California, is now in the best shape of his life. In the 12 weeks following camp, Tim went from 21 to 9% body fat whilst dropping 30 pounds on the scale. He's completely transformed his heart health and his doctor could not be happier. Okay, so let's imagine that you're a divorce lawyer. How would you write that? Well, you might say, at age 50, blank name, who is... Uh, whatever and then their job role so let's say at age 50 Tim fake name given a fireman in London was in an unhappy relationship and didn't know how to you know break cleanly with his wife and they had lots of questions about child and you know how the family's belongings will be split blah 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 they went from this to having everything agreed amicably within 12 weeks and both parties agreed that, you know, blah, whatever. That's your before and after story. So if the, the problems, and I've never been through a divorce, so I can't speak personally, but let's say the things that people are most scared of might be how do we split things? How do I make sure that I get a good deal without being screwed over? How to make sure the other person feels happy about this? Like those are the objections that they have in their heads. So your before and after story will basically talk through how those objections were overcame. Okay, so that's the before and after picture and or the before and after story. And of course, there are meaningful specifics in the story. Why is it important that Tim went from 21% body fat to 9% body fat whilst dropping 30 pounds on the scale? Well, it's important because those specifics make it more believable. It would actually be better if it said whilst dropping 30.625 pounds on the scale because then you're like, right, this is completely exact, but whatever. Um, so by using those meaningful specifics, it's increasing the believability. Okay, so that's the before and after um, as the first credibility trigger that you can use. The second credibility trigger that you can use, this is particularly true for B2B companies, is logos of businesses that you've worked with. Particularly if they're well-known, but even if they're not well-known, 
any logos show that you have clients who use you. And what we're really looking to do here is get social proof on the go. What we don't want is for people to think, yeah, I'm probably the first person that's going to give this business a punt because that's a really scary place for people to be. What we want them to think is, wow, if I make this decision, loads of people that are far smarter than me have made this exact decision before, so I'm in good company and therefore this is a safe thing to do. That's really what we want to do. And logos are a great way of shortcutting that. So for example, we just built a site for a client who's done work with some fantastic businesses like NHS, Deloitte, BBC, they didn't put this information front and center on their pages. They buried it down in their like who we've worked with section or whatever, which is fairly typical. Now we've just put their site live. It's been live for the best part of this year and it's converting at over 6%, which is about three or four times what the old site was doing. And what we did is we put the logos prominently underneath the header of every page. Because whatever page people come through, immediately seeing that that business has worked with these big names and that those big names have trusted this business gives them instant credibility. A bit like a before and after photo, what we're looking to do is just reassure people that are thinking of making the decision that yes, this is the right decision to make. Other people have made this decision. Other people who are smarter than you have made this decision and they're happy about that. So that's the second credibility trigger that you can use. Of course, you can use things like awards ratings and um, star reviews and, and stuff like that and featuring them prominently and on every single page of the site is a really good idea. Another thing that we'll do along those lines is to use testimonials and case studies on every page as well. So when we build a new site, it's not uncommon for us to put case studies on every single page. And we might link them through to a case studies page, but we'll have case studies mentioned which relate to that specific service on every page. Because guess when somebody should really be looking at a case study? It's when they're reading about a particular service that you're offering. So if you are a lawyer and you've got a divorce law page, you would have case studies on that divorce law page. You wouldn't just put them on a case studies page because then you're relying on someone going to that case studies page and digging around. What if they don't do that? What if they don't get there? Well, if you just have it on your divorce law page and you say, here are a couple of case studies about our divorce law service, and then there are people saying, yeah, do you know what? This was really good. It was, uh, it was a whole painful process, but actually the, having a really switched on solicitor who guided us every step of the process and was really sensitive really helps um, ease the emotional trauma, whatever. That's very compelling. And it gives people the information that they need right at the point they need it to say, this looks like a good thing for me to do. This is what I should do next. So that's the third credibility trigger. Um, if you don't have testimonials, there are alternative sources of credibility. The first alternative source of credibility, even if you've never worked with anyone else before, is nailing the prospect's problem so accurately that they're kind of stunned. Okay, so one of the masterminders is an IT company, fantastic group of people. Um, I'm actually not going to use them as this example because I want to give you something that everyone can relate to. Uh, let's say that you are a, what should be the pick? Let's say you're a dentist, for example, and you want to target people who are in their 40s, who have always not really liked their smile because they've got crooked teeth or whatever, 
or they just don't like their teeth. Now, this is a big deal for people. For people that this is a problem for, this is a big deal. This affects their life on a daily basis. So let's say that you wrote an ad which said something like, if you've never really smiled in a photo, if you're always thinking, I hope my teeth aren't on show, if you look back through your photos and delete the ones where people can see your teeth, it's time for a change. Don't settle for that. We offer an amazing service for people just like you in their 40s that have always been a little bit concerned about their teeth and not felt as confident as they could do because their teeth aren't quite right. So whilst you might not think you need hardcore, intensive cosmetic dentistry or whatever, there are a range of discrete and permanent solutions to that problem, which can be much more cost effective than you think, and can give you the smile that you've always wanted without making you look like a Hollywood joke, right? So if I'm a perfect customer for that target audience, that, tar- that ad speaks directly to me. In that moment, that business has a load of credibility with me because they show that they completely understand my situation. They're a, they're a perfect match right? It's like the bacteria and the antibody or the virus and the antibody, right? It's a complete match, but you know, and and it just works. That's what we want to do. That can give us loads of credibility. If you're that target customer and you've been concerned about your smile, you never really smiled in photos, blah, blah, blah. You don't necessarily need to see 20 pages of testimonials about that business in order to request the free smile consultation. 20 pages of testimonials will certainly help, but you don't need that stuff in order to convert. So nailing your customer's problems so accurately that they're like, oh wow, yeah, that's me. That can really help give you credibility. Second source of credibility is your background, your story. Now I know someone, she's brilliant. She used to work in Silicon Valley. She's been involved in loads of uh, medical product launches. And in fact, there's probably no one better in the world at doing a medical product launch than this person. She's got an amazing background story. She's met everyone who's worth talking to in the history of Silicon Valley. She's advised a bunch of them as well. Going on her website, you wouldn't guess any of this. Her background, her story gives her immense credibility, but only if she uses it. Too many people are afraid of shouting about what makes them unique. The misconception is, yeah, but I haven't worked with people in Silicon Valley. You know, I haven't got this incredible story. I might be fairly new in the market. The rule here is you sell what you've got. If you're new in a market, the benefit that you have is that you could bring an outside perspective. You saw this particular problem in your space, even though you weren't in that space, you thought, do you know what? My previous experience in outside this space gives me a great angle on fixing this for this audience. So let's say, for example, that if I was going to be uh, going into dentist marketing in an, in an intense way, There might be a dental marketing company out there that says, yeah, but Tim doesn't specialize in dentists. And I'd say, no, you're right. I don't specialize in dentists. But what that means is that I've got the range of expertise, the depth of expertise working in hundreds of markets in every imaginable space in the world, which means that when I advise you on your dental marketing, I'm not just saying 
you do this because these other dentists were doing it. I'm bringing in all that outside background help, which can give you a much more informed piece of advice on what to do because maybe there's something in legal that would work fantastically well but it's never been used in dental before maybe there's something in e-commerce which you could use and apply in your in your business which none of your competitors would even think about because everyone's just swimming around in the dental pool so that's how I'd position coming in from the outside now if I was pure dental marketing I'd flip it around on its head and I'd say the reason I'm really good for you is because we've worked in dental marketing all the time. We know every possible angle that you could take with dentists. We only work with dentists, which means we understand that market really deeply on a level that nobody else does. So you can see there, both are compelling arguments, but both are arguing for the complete opposite side of the scale. So that's the rule with your background or your story. You find a way to sell what you've got. You can't change your story. You don't want to make anything up. So you find a way of positioning your story, which gives you credibility with your audience. The third source of alternative credibility, and this is a big one, is use of celebrities. Now, to caveat this recommendation, celebrity means someone who is well-known to your audience. It doesn't mean you have to get a Kardashian. Although, celebrities with, you know, public profiles are useful. I love using the example of Alan Titchmarsh. He's in a bunch of life insurance ads at the moment. And he doesn't feature that prominently in the ads, but he is in the ads. In one, he's sitting doing a book signing in the background. So he's not actually pitching the life insurance, but he's in the ad. So why are they using Alan Titchmarsh? What on earth does he know about life insurance? Well, he probably knows as much about life insurance as the target customer, i.e. nothing. They don't care about life insurance. They care about leaving something to their family and sorting out, you know, what happens when they go. Their main fear is who to trust, because this is a really scary purchase. If you think about it, it's one of the only things that you'll buy, which you'll actually have no idea what the outcome looks like, because you won't be there to see it, <laughs> right? How tough a sale is that? So what about Alan? Where does Alan fit in all of this? Well, Alan is the trusted, friendly advisor. They, in the ads, they show him in a, you know, he's in his gardening gear, he's got a mug of coffee, he's smiling, he's caring. Lovable old Alan, right? He's immediately safe, totally disarming, doesn't look like a salesperson. Exactly the sort of persona they want to use to represent their company. Selling life insurance. So celebrity endorsement can be powerful because it's like a shortcut to that credibility. So a really powerful credibility trigger. So that's tip number one, use of credibility triggers. So we've talked about use of before and afters. So this can be pictures and it can be stories. We've talked about the use of logos and case studies and testimonials from people that have used you. Uh, we've spoken about alternative sources of credibility such as nailing your niche's problems so deeply they're kind of stunned into silence. You of your background and your story and celebrity endorsement. So if you, you increase your use of credibility triggers across your site, you'll find your conversion rate goes up. The second thing I want to cover today is how you get people to request information from you. This is the lure. 
If you listen to the Exposure Ninja podcast or you watch our videos or you've read our books, whatever, you'll know we offer this thing called the free website and marketing review. This free website and marketing review costs us thousands, probably tens of thousands a month to give to people. We do loads of these. And we put loads of time and energy into them. We train people up. We've got this special training process we send them through in order to learn the review. And then we give them loads of demo ones. We give them loads of feedback on them. We Basically, the free marketing review is like the ninja sword. We spend ages helping people sharpen it so their reviews are really good, really useful. And then we unleash them on the world and businesses are like, wow, this review is insane. It's so useful. It's given me clarity for the first time on our digital marketing. That free website and marketing review is the lure that we use to generate leads. Okay. Everyone who comes through Exposure Ninja, every client we've ever had has come through that free website and marketing review. Every business has a comparable free website and marketing review that they can use for their business. Now, if you're an agency, you're a digital marketing agency, you want to find something else because that's taken. But let's say that you're a dentist or let's say that you're a solicitor. I know I always use those examples, but they're the ones that everyone can relate to. If you're a dentist, this might mean a smile makeover review. So we're going to give you a 3D rendering of what your face would look like with your perfect smile. If you're a solicitor, we'll give you a free case assessment. We'll explain what the process will be, how long it would be likely to take, and what sort of outcome you should expect from your case. And this is free of charge and it's offered as a kind of front-end lead generator thing. The conversion rate on your website has so much to do with the appeal of what you're offering that improving the perceived value of the thing that you're offering as the next step can transform your conversion rate. So we use legal a lot because we've got a lot of clients in that space. If you say inquire with us now, usually you'll get like a 1% conversion rate from that, meaning one out of every every 100 visitors will inquire. If you don't use any call to action, then you'll usually have a conversion rate of less than 1%, meaning it's going to take more than 100 visitors to get a single conversion. If you use something like find out how much you could claim, now we've pushed conversion rates up to 30% plus for find out how much you could claim. One of our clients has 30% conversion rate from their homepage using find out if you had this particular product, right? So by increasing the perceived value and getting people closer to their goal, why does anybody claim for an accident or a trip or fall? Because they want compensation. So find out how much you could claim is a much more compelling thing to offer them than say, hey, if you think you might have a claim, inquire now. Like, what do I get out of that? What's the outcome of that? Well, someone's probably going to try and sell me something. There's certainly no perceived value in inquiring, whereas finding out how much I could claim or find out if you have a claim, much higher perceived value. So think about what you could offer people that gets them closer to their goals. One caveat here So ADT, the um, alarms people, you know, you see those ADT alarms on the side of houses and buildings. They were running a test on their website where they had a split test between um, book a free survey and get a free quote. So they had a call to action button, top right hand corner, uh, which said book a free survey and they wanted to test, uh, get a free quote to see if it outperformed that call to action. What do you think happened? Book free survey, get a quick, get a free quote. Which one do you think worked better? 
get a free quote one and it was a 60% uplift. So why did that win? Well, it won because actually the main question people have about alarms is how much. ADT doesn't just want to sell on price. They want to sell on the benefit of the alarm and you know how it's going to work and how it's going to be serviced and all of that stuff. But the thing that people want at that stage is a quote. They want to know if it's even in the right ballpark for them. So get a free quote is a much more compelling call to action because it gets them that one step further down the journey. Book a free survey sounds high commitment. Someone's probably going to come around. It's probably going to be a sales pitch. Book a free survey of what? Does that even make sense? Like book a free house survey or business? Like I don't actually know what a survey is. So I don't have enough information to even make that decision. So you've got to figure out what your customer wants next step in their journey to becoming a client for you. And then that's the thing that you offer in your call to action. So typically, if your audience doesn't know the scale of their problem, if your business solves a problem for people, if they don't know the scale of their problem, the thing that you offer on your website helps them to figure out the scale of their problem. The free marketing review is a perfect example. If you know that your website isn't working, but you don't know how much it's underperforming and you need some help to figure out how badly it's actually doing, the free marketing review is perfect because it's going to show you exactly and it's going to take you step by step through what you need to do to fix it. So if your audience doesn't know the scale of the problem, the process helps them figure it out. Another one is they find out how much you can claim. If you don't know if you've got a claim or you don't know how much you could claim, fill in this information here. One of our team will be in contact and they'll tell you exactly how much you should be able to claim. If your audience does know the scale of the problem, then your call to action gives them the roadmap to complete and get to the final solution. So let's say you have a call to action on your site around weight loss. If you need to lose 10 pounds plus, fill in details here, one of the team will be in contact to arrange a free weight loss plan with you at no charge or obligation. So what are we doing there? We're saying, you know how much you want to lose or you've got an indication of how much you want to lose. The next step that you need then is not to find out that you could lose £10. The next step is to get a roadmap that you can follow to get to your outcome, which is your perfect weight. So we need to keep in mind whether our audience knows the scale of the problem or doesn't. And then we're either going to give them information about the scale of the problem or we're going to give them the roadmap to their solution. So two questions to ask. First question is, what's the clear and attractive next step that you can offer your audience? And then the next question to answer is, how does this move them closer to their goals? Okay, we need to be really clear about that in the call to action that you use on your website. So I hope you found that useful, this uh, solo episode all about how to improve your conversion rate without, or haven't even mentioned, you know, position of call to action or colored buttons or anything like that. All we're talking about is fundamentally what you offer people on your website and how you communicate and build trust with them through the use of credibility triggers. So if you need some help with any of this, then don't forget to request your free marketing review from Exposure Ninja. I also promised you a bit of information about how the Exposure Ninja Mastermind works. Now, some of these tips were taken from a big old session that we did in the Mastermind about this. So we went through this process with the members of the Mastermind and we got everyone clear on what their call to action is, how they were going to position it on their website, all of that type of stuff so that they can then go and implement it and we can feedback on what they do and go through and look at the results that they get and tweak from there. 
And that's exactly what we do in these mastermind sessions. We figure out people's biggest digital marketing problems. We brainstorm it as a group. We come up with solutions and they go away and implement them. And then we feed back on the results afterwards. It's a really, really cool group. It's honestly one of my favorite things to do. Don't tell the ninjas. But I really, really enjoy the mastermind. It's so much fun to get hands-on with businesses. It's also the only way that people work with me personally because I don't do any private coaching. I don't do any personal client work myself anymore. If you want to find out more about the mastermind, we run discovery days where you can come along for a day, meet me, meet some of the ninjas, and we'll talk about exactly what's involved in the mastermind, how it all works, and if you want to be involved, we'll take you through the investment as well. Now, we keep these discovery days really small. They're limited to groups of six people. The reason that we do this is because I like to have private one-on-one interviews with everyone who's considering becoming a mastermind client to find out if they're a good fit. The mastermind only works because everyone in the group is the right fit. If people aren't the right fit, we don't want them in. Um, So those one-on-one interviews are really important. I'm kind of the gatekeeper uh, to make sure that everyone who comes along to mastermind is a perfect candidate for it. So if you're interested in finding out a bit more about mastermind, see how it works and also come along to one of the discovery days and you can go to mastermind.exposureninja.com. That's mastermind.exposureninja.com. I filmed a quick video which explains how the mastermind works, what the discovery day process is. You can read more and you can find the next date as well. So you can come along to the Discovery Day and find out more about the Exposure Ninja Masterminds. That's mastermind.exposureninja.com. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next one next week and I look forward to seeing you soon.